Hello and happy September. Can you believe it's already here? Just a reminder, our fabulous sponsors now are Brown Thomas and we're so delighted to have them on board. Our next event at Brown Thomas is next weekend on the 8th of September, our Sunday social. So come along with your friends. You can buy your tickets on Eventbrite for a lovely morning of movement and then obviously we have a gorgeous brunch. But today... I want to introduce an amazing woman from Yole. She's 24 and fighting a battle with lymphoma for the second time. But she fights it with tenacity, charm and wit. She's an absolute delight and lit up the room when I had this chat with her. So I'm delighted today to introduce to you Shannon. So welcome, Shannon. I'm so pleased and delighted to have you here. I'm glad you got in the front door the size of your umbrella. <laughs> I couldn't find one big enough this morning. There's no way this quiff was coming down. Well, I wasn't going to miss you walking down the street. No, definitely <laughs> weren't. So welcome. This is your first podcast? Yes, first ever podcast. Okay, so you can relax. Okay, most importantly, um, it's just a chat. Um, we're very casual here. Don't worry about, we don't bleep anything out. So you say whatever you need to say. Okay. Um, but I am delighted. I have followed you um, on Instagram, obviously, my favourite uh, platform. Yes. Um, I couldn't wait to get you in and I'm so delighted that you picked us to be your first podcast. It, it's a real pleasure. Thank you. I'm no delighted problem. to be here. So um, I've told you the format, so we're going to go right back to the beginning. Okay. So where were you born? I was born in Yall, um, okay. little town in East Cork. Been in Yall all my life. I'm a bit of a home bird, so uh, I don't go very far. Um, yeah, so I've been in Yall all my life and still living there and no plans to go anywhere. Cool. And did you, so you went to school in Yole? Now, I know Yole quite well, actually, because my other half uh, grew up in Ardmore. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's only over the road. It's yes, only. Yeah. but it is obviously not the same county. No. We must just stipulate we that. Have to, yeah, we have to yeah. just rule that out now. Absolutely. It's not. We and are I, Cork. I was actually on the Blackwater boat trip there two weeks ago, and he showed us the pictures of when Waterford and Cork had to join the bridge yeah. and the two different designs. So the Cork side was completely different to, to the Waterford. Waterford side. It was just class. I loved <laughs> I it. I know, it's funny. Like My mum actually, lives kind of very close to the out by the bridge so um, people are like so are you Waterford I'm like no no no, no. no. Cork yeah no I love it I, yeah. I love I love that I, I've been Welsh originally and I lived Swansea but South Wales so people would you'd have that border thing as yeah. well with the UK and my family's so GA orientated like if anybody if, if somebody mentioned to my dad like yeah Waterford like West Waterford he's like no 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 Cork absolutely so, yeah so at school in in Yole yeah I did Big I went school small to, school I went to um a Gwale school the Gwale school okay. in Yole yes don't ask me to speak any oh, I was getting excited <laughs> but you teach me something it's been a long time now since I spoke <laughs> Gwale um yeah so I went to a Gwale school for my primary school um yeah small little town school like there's there's only three kind of primary schools in Yole um so I, I went to the Gwale school and then our my secondary school is quite big. Yeah, I think there's like a thousand pupils or a little bit more. Um, Pubble School in Chinoda, it's in Yall as well. Yeah. Um, it's a mix, so it's Irish and English. So I, I, oh, I thought you meant girls and boys. <laughs> no, sorry, it is that as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both. Um, it's girls and boys, and it's also there's an English side and an Irish side yeah. to it. So I was in the Irish side through my whole secondary school as well. Amazing. Yeah. And what what were your interests at that age? What were you doing? Oh God, camogie. Like, yeah. yeah, big camogie player growing up. Um, I was up until I got sick the first time five yeah. years ago. I, I, oh my God, lived for it. Like, my, the worst thing when I got sick the last time because I was like, I'm going to miss championship. That was my, that was my big thing the last time. Um, yeah, mostly camogie, like love kind of sports, just being outgoing. Um, 
It's yeah. so important, isn't it? And it's so funny that so many people that I interview on here, sport was such a big part of their history. Yeah. Um, and that's where their community came from and their friends and what oh, they absolutely. did. absolutely, yeah. Like, my, my best friends are, are friends that I've made through Camogie. Like, one of my like my two longest friends are two girls that I, I played Camogie with the whole way through, you know. Um, you make lovely friendships. And, like, the last time, because I was so heavily involved, the whole team, they were so amazing to me. Like, they, they did fundraising. My trainer at the time, like, still very close to him he's doing another fundraiser the 100 mile challenge um, and he's actually he is doing it for me now so he's doing his his 100 miles and it's actually for me as well so um, yeah like we're a very close community and it's yeah. like my family so are very heavily involved for those that don't know obviously cancer hit you quite young yep um, how old were you? 19. 19. Yeah. Okay, so you were just out of school, college, yeah, working? Yeah, I was just, I was in the middle of my first year college exams. Okay. Um, I was doing Recognizer in CIT. So I was doing that. I had finished, I, I think I had like one exam left maybe and um, I couldn't do it because I was actually in hospital the day that it was being done. So um, yeah, I was... In college, living my life, yeah. going out at the weekend, socialising with my friends, playing camogie, um, working part-time in a bar in y'all, just doing what normal 19-year-olds do, to be honest. Um, I think playing I think playing sport has actually really helped because I never, I thought it was a sport injury. So that's okay. why I first went to a physio because I was saying, right, I've got this. I was actually playing a match and I went down and I couldn't get back up. I was saying, lads, my groin is killing me. And I, I was kind of sick with it as well. But I, I probably, like I would have gone to a doctor and got antibiotics and things like that, which I did. But I went to a physio first who kind of said, you need to go to a doctor yes. because it is so, like it's, it's a, it is a lump and whatever. Um, yeah, so I think it's just very important that I was playing camogie at the time. Absolutely, and so obviously your, your world changed then. And yeah. how did you how did you deal with it at that age? Um, you know what? I was so young. I think I was a bit ignorant to it. Okay. Um, I think my family actually protected me from an awful lot at the time. And going through it now, I'm realizing, oh, I didn't know this the last time. Where you know, I didn't know how severe this was the last time. And I think that's because my parents and my and my family probably lied to me in a good way you know maybe kind of just just protected me from it and as a mother now I know that that's what you would do you know you, you would yes. do your best to make sure that your child isn't afraid and is feeling okay so that's what they kind of that's what they used to do for me but like it was frightening you know it was it was a very scary time it was kind of the first time cancer was really big in our family now my, okay. my granddad did did have cancer before he passed away but like I was young you know it's not something that I remember vividly but this was the first time that cancer kind of hit our family hard and yeah it was it was frightening and you mentioned your daughter your yeah. lovely daughter yes. Roisin how old is Roisin? she's two and a half she oh, will bless. be three um, on the 23rd of December she's oh, gorgeous yeah. I saw her in a doctor's outfit yesterday <laughs> I know she's weak for herself <laughs> I she's loved like... it but I loved it when you said would you like to be a doctor no no yeah she's like no way ma'am <laughs> no I was way like, okay no at least way. you're honest about it but last week when I cut my hair because I want her to be involved yes. in everything and I've, I've made I've been very open about that and I'm not going to hide words from her so I have said the word cancer around her I've said chemo around her and she's saying them she doesn't know what they mean but yes. she's saying them um, so I wanted her to be very very involved so my aunt is a hairdresser and she called up last week what day Monday or Tuesday evening she called up and we cut my hair so Roisin stood on now she didn't actually have much interest I thought she'd be like mad to be cutting it and playing hairdresser but she kind of stood up for a little while cut a little bit of it and she went off and took no notice again Yeah, she went off playing with her, with her cousin and she was fine so then every morning I have to sit on the top stair and she's like ma'am I'm your 
your hairdresser and she'll brush my hair and we got you know we get on yes. with our day then but then this morning we went down and she had the doctor's coat on again she's like ma'am I'm your doctor so <laughs> she's going from hairdresser to doctor she, well yeah, that's a great do, start do whatever you want what to do what was your first job Roisin yeah. well let me tell you oh bless so at 19 then tell us you know I suppose very fortunately that you were involved in sports. Very fortunate you found out the l- that the lump was there and very fortunate your amazing physio told you to go in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. So um, I had found this lump on my yeah. groin. Took no notice of it. I was still working away. I had been speaking to people and, you know, they were going, yeah, I actually had that before it was, and it was a, a muscle mass, you know, and it was yeah. all these sporting related. ingrown hair. Yeah, ingrown hair. Snowed. All, yeah. all of these things and I was going yeah sure it has to be nothing but I was actually in severe pain with it mm. like I was it was really really sore um, so I went and I'll never forget we were actually playing a match against Bishopstown in Yall and I went down and I was like lads I can't get back up my groin and <laughs> the girls always talk about this I was walking off and they were like oh Shannon like you're fine come on you're great yeah. <laughs> and they feel really bad about it now yeah. but yeah they were like you're fine come on come on come on get up stretch it out you're fine and that was the thing we used to say that then for ages going stretch the groin yeah because that, that was going to work but anyway um, I was in kind of I was in and out of being sick with it so it kind of came to a point then after I went to the physio and I said look this uh, and my physio is actually very well known around social media um, you know Harper's Hats oh yes Leslie was my physio yeah so Les- Leslie was yeah, physio Leslie's actually I a physio she's amazing and we're still we would chat very frequently now and, and she's a lovely lovely forget, woman because she's a, she's a Pilates instructor as well yeah. oh my god is she she does teach yeah she's, oh. she has that history I didn't know that now god Leslie is just I hiding I that right oh, I'm sure I did <laughs> We'll give it to her anyway. Yeah, we'll give it to yeah. her anyway. She's amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Leslie, um, I went down and met her and she, she, I remember, I'll never forget it, she popped me up in the bed and she was, she had a feel and she was like, look, I'm not going to do any work on that because I think rubbing that out is going to make it much worse. So I actually went straight up and I booked an appointment with my doctor. I went in and I seen the doctor and the doctor said to me, oh, this is an ingrown hair. It's very common. I see it all the time. You have a little infection and it has grown now and it's just, it's making you a bit sick. So she gave me anti-inflammatories, antibiotics and two sets of painkillers. So I went home and this is when I kind of started getting really sick. So I was nonstop puking. I, I could actually puke 20 times a day. Yeah. It was crazy. I was nonstop puking. Um, I was in bed with the pain. I was passed out a lot of the time and a couple of days later, I went back to her and I said, look, these actually aren't working. I said, they're, you know, it's getting worse. And she said, there's codeine in one of the tablets. That's what's making you sick. So I said, grand, that's obviously what it is. You trust your doctor, do you know what I mean? So she gave me another set of, of you know, medication with no codeine in them. And two days later, I was the worst that I had been. I couldn't get up out of bed. I wasn't going to work. I wasn't going out with the girls. I, was, I wasn't training. I wasn't doing anything. And... I, my dad came out to my my mom says my parents are split up so like we're all we're a close family but my yeah. dad called out and he said yeah no she's not right I'm going to bring her to my own doctor like I'm not happy with her so he brought me in and again had another check and he said yeah look I don't think it's anything major but she definitely has an infection which is making her sick and out the door straight up to CUH going to the A&E we actually went to the Mercy A&E um, we have family working there so we just thought it, like you know we, yeah. we'll go there it might be a bit faster or whatever um, so we went there it was a Wednesday afternoon I went there and it was fri- two Fridays later was when I was actually diagnosed so I spent two weeks in hospital um, getting six to eight bloods taken a day like I was like 
I was just destroyed because my veins were gone from taking blood. Yes. They weren't finding anything. They were coming in, asking me the most bizarre questions like, were you in any foreign countries? Were you bitten by any exotic animal? Have you got any bites in your body or scratches? Or You know, and they were thinking the range of... of diseases that it could have been or infections but cancer never crossed their like crossed so they weren't testing mind. for it no never okay. not that I'm aware of but they only test and I'm very aware of this as well from my history they only test for what they're testing for yeah. and, and they don't look that, for anything that can else, be a yeah. major issue yeah. and they were I suppose testing and ruling things out um so then it was actually kind of my dad said, look, I, like she has this lump in her groin. I think we need to do a biopsy. And it probably was on their list of things to do, but yes. very far down. So they, yep, they did. They brought me in. It was the Friday. Um, or sorry, it wasn't. I can't remember what day it was. It was so long ago. They brought me in anyway for the biopsy. Um, and the following Friday, I'll never forget it. We were sitting up in the in the room. Um, my cousin and my mom were with me and my mom was actually going home she'd been up that morning and she said look when your cousin comes I'll head away home and, and whatever um, so that was fine She as she as my cousin came she was kind of packing her things and she was going and as she was going out the door the consultants were walking towards us and he said look Shannon can we just have a word with you over in the day room we just have some results and I, I kind of looked at my mom my mom looked at me and like she's an awful worrier like I could see straight away that she was like oh god and I looked at her and said this isn't good if they don't want to talk to me in the room if they're taking me to another room Yeah. so I looked back and my cousin was sitting on the chair she was gone pale she was like oh god <laughs> what's going on here so we went in and I said across from them and he said, look, unfortunately, it's come back and it is lymphoma is what you have. I didn't know what it was. Okay. Uh, like I, I was 19. Yes. I, I, I didn't know what lymphoma was. And I looked at my mum and she, like her eyes were full and I could see she just need, like she was ready to, to, to go. go. And she's an asthmatic and she started like having Bless palpitations. Her. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, look, she's actually having an asthma attack. I was like, can somebody help her? A nurse took her away and oh her. So I was sitting in the room going, is she okay? <laughs> um, yeah, like, she, are you okay? Yeah, so like they were kind of explaining then what it was and it did, I didn't, none of it kind of went in because I was sitting there going, okay, so it is cancer and what? What do we do what, about this now? What's going to happen? And I, I actually said to him, I was like, am, am I going to die? You know, I was like, is this, is this, is this how I'm going to die? Is this it? And he was like, look, we don't know where it is. We need, to, we need your oncologist, and and we'll, we'll take it from there. So um, it's a lovely Seamus O'Reilly. The, the whole of Cork, unfortunately, know him, but uh, you know, he's yeah. a, he's an excellent oncologist. So he came in to me on the Sunday morning, and he was like, yeah, this is what it is, and this, 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 and I. He sent me for a PET scan. Now that morning when he came in, it was our first time meeting, and he decided that he needed to do a bone marrow biopsy and aspiration, which is traumatizing in itself. So he did all of that, and that was fine. Um, went for the scan. Got those scan results on the Tuesday or the Wednesday after and he had said to me, look, wherever, I'm going to show you the scan and where it's black or where it's lit up, I think it might have been yellow. So the whole thing is black and where it's yellow is, is kind of where the cancer is. So I remember he took it out and showed me and I was in the room with my mum and my dad and I was like, oh my God, it's everywhere. And he said, yeah, but it's all in your lymph nodes. Okay. So, you know, it's yeah, I know it's it's in your groin and it's gone to your armpit and a bit in your chest and things like that, but it is all lymph nodes, it's not in any other organ or yes. bone or anything like that. And the bone marrow was fine, you know. So that that put me at ease that Absolutely. it was just lymphoma. And I remember I can't remember who said it to me, but somebody said, 
lymphoma, if you're going to get cancer, it's one of the cancers you want to get. It's very treatable. And Seamus made that clear from the start. He always said your prognosis is very good. Like, you know, there's a future there for you. You're, you're, you're going to be fine, um, which obviously is great ease for somebody who's just been diagnosed with cancer. Now, I didn't ask what stage it was at. I didn't I didn't want to know kind of, a, you know, maybe my parents yeah. knew this, but I, I didn't really want to know. I just wanted to get better. So, yeah. And did they tell you at that stage how long they feel your treatment will be? Yeah, we we sat down and we we made a treatment plan. Well, he had a mate, he went through it with me. So what it was going to be, it was going to be every third Thursday for six rounds. Um, So that was the Tuesday or Wednesday. It was actually a Wednesday because I went home and to come back in the next morning. He said, look, you can stay here if you want. But I was in hospital kind of two weeks that stage. I was like, I just want to go home and have one night in my bed, you know. Absolutely. So I went home and yeah, I had one night at home. I I remember when I drove into into the estate and like everybody was in my mum's house and I was very overwhelmed I and I broke down crying and I think that was probably one of the few times I did cry about it yeah. and I was like no I don't want anybody in here I just want to go in on my own so I was like ma'am can you get rid of them and th- it was all family and they were just concerned you know anyway I came around and I went in and we ended up my mum made food and we all just sat around and we were talking and it, uh, do you know what it it helped because if I was sitting at home on my own thinking, okay, I'm going in for chemo tomorrow. Like, yes. what's, what's going to happen? And it would have been going through my head. But yeah, we had a lovely night and went in the next morning and started chemo. I had my treatment in the Mercy. Yeah, in, in St. Teresa's Ward in the Mercy. Um, lovely nurses up there. Like, I couldn't fault any of them. I've never... Someone actually asked me on my Instagram, have you ever had a bad experience with the nurse or with the doctor or whoever? And I actually haven't. I've never come across... I'd be completely with you when it comes to Cork hospitals. I've nothing but good things to say. And I know people have had issues and whatever. It's never happened to me and and some amazing emergencies and and stuff. And and they're fantastic. And people give out about the waiting times in these places. And I'm going, okay, but if they don't have the bodies to do... They have... So, like, look at the patients that are here and they look after them. Like, there's a lot more of us than there is of them and they're doing their best. But they they were always fantastic to me. Um, So I went in and I started my chemo. You know, when you watch, like, you you watch films, it's actually kind of like that. It is. Yeah, and that's the only way I describe it is you're sitting in a room, there's four recliners at each side, so there's kind of eight people in. And you're all sitting on your own recliner and you're getting it... In, intravenously through your veins you're sitting there How long does it take? The one that I had like it varies it depends what okay. chemo the one that I had the last time was chop chemo it took about four to five hours it would depend because you'd have to go in and get your bloods done because if your blood, if your platelets were too high or too low or whatever the case may be you might not have been able to get chemo that day okay. so you'd go in and you were maybe waiting an hour for your blood results to come back and then once they come back and you're giving the all clear, like mine was about four or five hours. I was always out by the afternoon. And are you reading a book? Are you chatting to the people in the room? Yeah. Um, the first day, my dad was actually allowed to come in with me. Lovely. So we were sitting down and we chatted. Um, we had a scone, a cup of tea. It was like we were out for lunch. <laughs> you know, there, it wasn't. Afternoon tea in the Yeah, <laughs> afternoon tea. It was lovely. There was no no cream. <laughs> no cream or jam, but we had scones. <laughs> it was fun. The best yeah. of these situations. <laughs> Always. Um, Yeah, so we sat down, we had a chat and then the following week it was actually my mum and I came up because mum wanted to come in as well and when we got there they were like, look, there's a high risk of infection around, we can't have anybody in and then then I was like, oh gosh, I I need my mum and my dad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But look, it was fine. I I spoke with the lovely lady next to me, you know, and it's nice then as well that they're going through the same thing and I think as well because I was the youngest by far up there at at that time when I was getting my chemo the first time and, you know, she was kind of like, oh, God, like, it's great to see somebody so young being so positive. And 
you know, it's lovely to have a chat with you. And, you know, I was kind of talking away to her and stuff and we, we, we just, we were chatting. Like, it's kind of, it's all you can do. This time around, it's very different. I'm booked in for a week for my first round. Okay. So I'm a bit nervous about that because... I'm an aw- I can't travel anywhere and I'm puking like I'm I've the worst stomach I get really nauseous quite easily and Seamus actually said to me last week he said this is quite a pukey chemo so he said okay. I've no doubt you'll be a bit sick from it um, it's very intense because yes. it's a new chemo and you know it has come back so they want to just get rid of it now once and for all and blast it and yeah so it's going to be very intense we I'm going in now you see I'm due to go in on the 19th start and I'm booked in for the week if it only takes the three or four days that it should take I can go home but if I'm sick at least the option is there for me to stay absolutely. you know, in so, the right place yeah being absolutely um, and I suppose I don't want to be at home with Roisin and puking and being in bed you know I kind of yeah. want to be at my best when I'm at home so I don't mind staying in until I until I'm fully okay to go home but because of the whole fertility treatment now I think that may be pushed back a little yes. bit excuse me I'm waiting to hear from the rotunda today so I'll know kind of when I'm starting and when I'm going up to get the eggs harvested or the embryos harvested and we can start chemo after that then. I'm going to take you back a little bit because after the last time, obviously, after the six weeks of treatment, um, for you, what was the hardest bit of those six weeks going through treatment? Was it the hair loss? Was Um, it being being in that room for all that time? No, do you know what? It was an awful lot of things. The hair was a massive thing back then. Yeah. I was really, I was really conscious of how I looked. You know, you're nine, you're nineteen year yeah. old girl, and there's so much. You know, they're like, I, I was really conscious about my hair at that time. Um, the hardest thing was missing out on things. Actually, okay. I I felt like my fun years were taken from me because even after chemo ended, I was really tired all the time. So yeah. while all of my group of girls were going out and. You know, going and out. How long do you think it took you to get over that? I was really tired for a twelve. Mo- oh God, even longer than twelve months after it. Like I was quite tired all the time. So you were preparing yourself for your twenty-first birthday. Yep. Really. And I was pregnant. <laughs> On your twenty-first. Yeah, I had gotten pregnant with Roisin. So, um, no, sorry, I wasn't. It was after my twenty-first. <laughs> Let's just remember. Yeah, I can't. I can't actually even remember. It was around then, anyway. So um, when did you meet your lovely other half? So I met Barry. Oh God, I'm. We're together four years, just going on four years. So everything happened quite fast. Yes. Yeah. So um, nobody's ever asked this, and I'm like, thank God, because. Um, oh yeah, I like to get right into the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah, we met. Um, November four years. So ago. after treatment. Oh, uh, well yeah, after treatment. Well after yeah, treatment. well after treatment. I like I was well and everything like that. Yeah. Um. And where did you meet? In the nightclub in y'all. What's the nightclub called? It's called the Keys nightclub. Okay. It's the funniest thing, like <laughs> I swear to God. Um, I've known Barry for ages yes. because he is actually friends with my cousins. So like you know, they're like a couple of years back, we actually found pictures when we met them. We were like, oh my god, remember this picture from a yeah. night out in Dungarvan? Like we had been out together, and um, and like you know, I'd kind of known of him. He's had girlfriends. I've had boyfriends since then, you know. Yes. And um, yeah, and then I suppose we we met one night, and he was like, "Yeah, how are you?" And we were chatting away. Now he says that I I went talking to him, but there's a dispute about that. How big is uh, this club? Like, how uh, far did you have to go to talk? Oh, to like him? it's a small little club. Okay. Like it's not like. And I think that night we were actually all out with the same gang. Okay. So we were just chatting, and yeah, that was it. He added me then on Snapchat, and it went from there. So you were Snapchatting. Yeah, to we start were Snapchatting. With. Okay, always All good those though, wasn't ago. it? Because they could disappear. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, we. I he, never said that. Yeah. 
what are you talking about? <laughs> Absolutely. So you met, fell in love, obviously. Yeah. Um, and lo and behold, you fell pregnant. Yeah, very shortly afterwards. And you know what? Some people are going, oh God. And it was very soon. Yeah. You know, it, it was quite soon. Um, and people were saying, oh God, this isn't going to work out. You're only together this amount of time and you already have a baby. And this is crazy. But he's the best thing that's ever happened to oh, me. Oh, when you know, you know. You And you know what? I would have cringed if somebody said that to me three or four years ago and now I'm like, okay, no, when I met him, I knew it was him and I knew that, you know, like, where where have you been all all along? Um, yeah. He's he's just amazing. He really is. Um, yeah, so we had Roisin and we couldn't be happier. We've had a lot of blips in the road, but um, this is just another one of them, you know. Yes. It's very new for him because he wasn't around the last time. How is he coping? Because we do forget about our partners, unfortunately. We do. Yeah, we do. And even this whole fertility thing is probably hard for him and I haven't, you know, nobody has said, and how are you doing yes. about it? Um you know, we had a chat coming down the car yesterday, and he's fine. Like he's quite strong. He's he's very like he yeah. is a very strong man. And because people forget, you both have to be tested. I yeah. remember when we were going through fertility, and I remember Lee having to go into that room, you know, <laughs> and I'm in hysterics, laughing outside, and he's just looking at me like you will die. Yeah, he was like, you're so, like he came back into the room afterwards, and I just burst out laughing. And he was like, you're so immature. I was like. Yeah, but what's the mags in there? It's <laughs> like, well, tell me about it. He was like, uh, no. Um, yeah, but it was so funny. He yeah. like he would get really embarrassed about that. He will kill me for actually oh, talking about it. I know. Lee would kill me when yeah, I get home yeah, as well. I'm be like, I can't believe you said that. I know, but I couldn't stop laughing, and I was like trying to stop smirking. And I'd say they were like, they're probably like, all right, get over it now. But yeah. I just, I couldn't. It was so funny. He just got so uncomfortable out the whole thing. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and then oh, bless him. Yeah, it came back and everything. On his side is fine. I'm still waiting on my results so, yes. and like they will be fine because I've had a yes. natural pregnancy so yeah I think I'm gone off tangent now again I, no I, it's I always, fine I know where we I are I always do I this. know where we are so obviously recently you found out obviously and how did you find out this time so obviously okay. last time it was very prominent and you had the pain and everything else yeah so um, the Tuesday night like three weeks four weeks ago it was a Tuesday night and I went to my circuits class when I was going in I had little cramps in my tummy but I thought maybe time of the month it's you know it's, yeah. it's nothing and whatever I did the class and I was fine and I went home and the next morning I was really sore and I was like okay I, I'm doing these classes for a while now and I'm still not getting any better than my body's really sore and that was fine I went to Dublin with two of the girls for work we travelled up I was fine for the day like didn't anything and I actually said to them I was like I'm going to need to take paracetamol I have cramps in my tummy and that was fine and I got home and I just said, and I started getting a pain on my drive home. I started getting a, a pain in my leg and I was like, oh, you know, I hardly have growing pains. I can't grow anymore. Yeah. You know, what, enough. Enough. <laughs> what's this? No, I'm tall enough. Um, and I went in home and I went upstairs and I just had a little feel of my groin. On the scar where they took the lymph node the last time, here's this lump. I was like, oh God, like no this isn't it and I remember like going into the bathroom and like being like okay catch your breath because Roisin is outside and Barry's there and whatever so I called Barry and I was like you tell he tells me straight like I'm yes I could be sitting at home and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna die and he's like you've a cold you've a cough you're fine you know and and he always kind of brings me back to reality because I'm a drama queen I completely I I completely am Um, you're a woman yeah yeah exactly (laughs) we're allowed (laughs) it's gonna be really dramatic Um, so I, I was like just feel this and he felt he was like oh yeah, no, that actually is a lump. So straight away I was like, right, I have to go to South Dock. It was Tuesday night, like seven o'clock and I don't know what South Dock were going to do for me, but I had to go and I had yeah. to speak to a doctor. So I went up and South Dock said, yeah, look, there is a lump there. I know you've ha- you have history, but it genuinely could be a swollen lymph node or it could be an ingrown hair this time, you know, don't panic and we can send you to a Because I was like, can I just go to the hospital? She was like, you can, but they don't do ultrasounds till 9am. Yeah. You're going to be sitting there. 
sit at home, you know. So she actually said to me, maybe go to your own GP first to get your bloods done in the morning. So that way when you, you know, if you do go to the hospital that your bloods are already done. Yeah, so things like that. So that was fine. I went down to my own GP the next morning, the Wednesday morning. And I was like, you know, this is again. And I was actually kind of like, I was frantic. I was like, look, it's back. It's here again. And he said, look, same thing really as the South Dock. I know you've had history. Please stop panicking. like it's probably he said I think he was like there's a couple of little red dots around it I, th- I think it's an ingrown hair he said you know here I he was so kind of confident and he was so cool about it he was like here's an antibiotic and I'm going to get Seamus to have a look at you anyway so he he went and he called Seamus and like my doctor is amazing and so is Seamus so I'm very lucky to have them on my side so um, my doctor rang me at like one o'clock and he said look Seamus actually going to see you tonight at six o'clock he's going on holidays tomorrow so go up he just wants to check Brilliant. you before so it was lucky I didn't leave it a day later yeah. so I went up to Seamus at six o'clock and he put me up in the bed you never know what Seamus's expression he's like you know I'm like poker face yeah I'm like are you really ha- have you seen my scan and you're really happy or have you seen my scan and th- like you know this is it and he wouldn't have even have looked at the scan at this stage. He just had, right. you know, he you can't yes. tell by him. So he propped me up in the bed, had a look, and he, you know, asked him what symptoms have you had. I was like, really none. Like he said, are you tired? No. Weight loss? No. If anything, it's the opposite. I'm exercising more than I ever have, and I'm, yes. st- you know, I'm, I'm st- not losing any weight. And um, that, you that know, CrossFit yeah, thing is rubbish. It's not working. <laughs> Doesn't work for me. Um, and he said, look, I, he's always really honest with me. He really is. And he said, there is a lump there. I'm not happy with it because it feels quite full. Um, could be fluid, but it is quite full. He said if it was an if it was an ingrown hair or an infection, I'd expect the lump to be grainy. He said it's just not as grainy as I'd like. It's it's quite full. So I was like, yeah, okay, that's grand. Twenty four hours later, sorry, what am I saying? Twelve hours later, I was up and I was getting biopsied in the COH. Like he he's just you know he was like I want her sorted and and that was it. So yeah, I went up and I had my biopsy and do you know what? There was just a lot of things that were... I was like, okay, I have been exercising. Maybe it is an ingrown hair. Yeah. Um, I'm not sick. Because I was relating back to the last time and I was like, I'm not sick. I'm not losing weight. I don't have night sweats. I'm not vomiting. I'm not tired. You know, I'm not overly tired. You know, I don't have much fatigue and things. So I was like, yeah, it can't. It actually can't be anything. Yeah. It's not. I, I genuinely... And I had Barry convinced as well that it wasn't. And they rang me the Wednesday. And you see, Seamus was away on holidays. So he sent me on the name of um, of the doctor, or he was actually the the registrar in the Mercy. He said he's looking at this, looking after this for me while I'm away. He'll call you with your results. So we were actually out in my mum's house, and I, I, she, I, I'm saying she's my jinx because every time I'm with her, oh bless her. She's oh, like, don't say that. She, no, I'm not. I'm only joking. Give her an asthma attack. <laughs> As if she's not bad enough. I'm honest, like, oh my God. But um, no, I was out my mum's house. Me, Barry, and Rosheen, we had called out for a cup of tea, and. My phone rang and it was an 021 number. So I ran upstairs into my mom's room and I answered it. And Barry was like the roadrunner behind me, like, you know, straight in. And I put him on loudspeaker and he said, look, Shannon, do you want to come up? I have your results. Do you want to come up and have a chat with us? And I just looked at Barry and I was like, no, that this is it. He'd tell me over the phone if it was yeah. nothing. So I was like, no, no, you need to tell me now. You know, and he said, look, unfortunately, your biopsies come back and it's lymphoma. At that stage, he hadn't told me if it was non-Hodgkin's, if it was Hodgkin's, because there's two different types. Um, he hadn't told me what it was or anything like that. So I, I kind of hung up the phone. I don't even remember the conversation. I just remember him saying it's it's lymphoma and we're organising a PET scan for you and Seamus will see you when he's home. So that was the Wednesday and Seamus was home, we'd say, not that Friday, but the following Friday. Yes. 
So I went up, I ha- I went and I had the pet scan on Monday and I met Seamus on, sorry, I met Seamus the following Monday yeah. um, on the 29th and he he was doing the bone marrow biopsy and aspiration again. So we had that done. I actually went to the COH because he was working out there that morning. Went out, had that done and he went over and got, again, I walked in and I was kind of like, I was looking at him, I was like, Barry, like he knows that this is really bad. I was like, look at him, like he, he looks worried. And then James Cuffey was like, in his poker face. Yeah, and then she, I, I was up and I was like, yeah, and he was like, oh, I, I actually haven't looked at your results yet. Yeah. I was like, okay, so you don't know anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't know, you're, 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 this is just your expression now. Um, so I went in, we did all the tests, had, did what we had to do and he came back, he went away for about 20 minutes, came back and he sat down and he said, look, it is non-Hodgkin's lymphoma again. It's in three places. So it's in your groin, your chest, and just kind of under your chest. Um, you know, kind of just under where, where yes. your brow would sit. Just above yeah. and beyond there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of those two places. And the groin. So he said, it's not as advanced as it was the last time. Um, it, it's not, you know, it, it is there. It's stage three because it's it's above and below. Okay. It's in the, above and below the diaphragm. So it is classed as stage three. But it's not as advanced as the last time. And, you know, you will have to obviously have it treated again. So he said we were going to do starting this chemo, three rounds of ice chemo, but it's not a day thing. And I think this is the hardest thing for me now is that I'm going to be in hospital for a couple of days at yeah. a time. Um, and then a stem cell transplant in St. James's in Dublin afterwards. Okay. Um, I've read loads about them. I've had loads of people reach yes. out to me and tell me that they've had them. Their mothers, brothers, sisters had them. And, you know, there's everybody in their family. You know, people are just kind of reaching out with their stories and apparently they've got an excellent success rate. And at what point did, Chan, did you decide to share the story? It was before that. Um, so I was diagnosed... Was it the Wednesday? The registrar oncologist rang and on that Friday I said to Barry we need to go do something. You know, I, I can't sit at home and wait for this PET scan. Like, we need to, I, uh, can we go away for a night? So we actually stayed in the Metropole in Cork and we oh, went lovely. to the Wonky Donkey Club. The Have you heard of it? Uh, do you know what? I haven't been to the Wonky Donkey. I, I, I spent time in the Met, which is beautiful. Yeah. But I haven't been there yet. Yeah, it's, it was, this is our second time. We actually won tickets back in February for it with 96FM. And yeah. then this, we, we, we hadn't planned on going. We just planned on going on a night away, having a nice dinner, having a glass of wine, just chilling out. Um, and any excuse for Roisin to go to my mum's for a sleepover. Okay. My mum's like, I think she should just sleep here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> she would take her and run away with her if she could. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we went up and on the way up, we were like, well, we go, we'll, we'll head down. It's on, it's Friday night, we'll go down. So we did, we had dinner, we went in. No, it's fine. So after a glass of wine, I had said to him, I would say, we, do you know what? I had kind of said to him, do you think I should document this? And it wasn't to get followers or to get a, you know, anything like that. It was just to document it because I was like, I don't really remember a lot. Yeah. That. I remember it, but the little details, I don't really remember it, and I'd like to know them now. Um, and, you know, back then, like, I know back then. And you don't then, because it's information and it's information that you just consume and you keep only the little bits. And when you don't need to think about it anymore, kind of, you, yeah. you leave it go. So um, I had been saying it to him and he was like, yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I had a diary at this stage and I was writing into it. And then we were coming back in the car and I was like, Bray, what, what do you think about like kind of blogging or vlogging it? And he was like, yeah, do, he's do so supportive. He said, yeah. do what you need to do. When you're from a small town like y'all, I was kind of like, what if people are just laughing at me? And this was going through my head. What if like people are like, oh my God, what is she doing? Like this is, I'm actually mortified for her. And, and then I was coming down the car and I was like, do you know what? I actually don't care because... This is my, this is a, a really hard journey and I think that if people are able to go blogging about fashion and, you know, p- 
pennies hauls and makeup brands and skincare. This is something that really is happening yeah. in the world. That's their life. This is your this life. This is mine, exactly. And I was like, I just think there's a little bit of space there for it on social media. Like, I know there's a couple of people that are doing the same thing. People with way bigger followings than me. But, you know, I was saying, for, for someone that comes from a small town, I just think it would be nice to share my story. And do you know what? It, is, it has been a really good platform for support as well. Like the amount of messages I get every day from people from y'all and from people outside of y'all and from people in like Dubai, there's people messaging me and I'm like, how, how what are you doing? Like, yeah. why, you know? Well, I know actually it's a couple of girls from y'all that actually emailed me to start following you originally really? um, <laughs> who were very proud of you. So... So definitely, yeah, there's I, like, like there's I have so support. much support. And even the last five years ago, when I didn't document and I didn't have this Instagram page, I had so much support. Like I remember in my mom's house, I still have the box of cards that were sent to me. And like I remember my mom being like, "If the postman comes with another card, like the the yeah. amount we don't have room for them." They were like flowers, cards, people sending me holy water from Medjugorje, getting masses done. You know everything. It was it was excellent. And where do you work now, Sean? I actually work in Leia Healthcare. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. yeah. I work in Leia Healthcare. Um, I'm there two years now. Okay, it, it's kind of the first, before that I was working in a in a pub in Yall, JJ's yes. Bar in Yall. I I was there for kind of six years. You know, it's, I grew up there because their support is going to be really important. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Um, so I went out on maternity, had Roisin, went back there afterwards, worked in a hotel. It's actually the old Imperial Hotel in Yall, and just the hours were so unsociable for me with a baby. I was yes. like, I'd love a good nine to five, Monday to Friday and go home and not worry about your work afterwards, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. So I applied, never thought that I would do it because I didn't have any college degree. I, you know, so I said, I'll give it a go and I, I went for the interview and I got the job and I would never look back. Like, I'm not joking. They're the most supportive group of people you like, like when I got the phone call and say look we're waiting on a PET scan my manager at the time rang and he was like um, can I do anything like can we get onto a team to, to maybe get onto the hospital see if they can get you in before the weekend and I was kind of going like thank you so much you know yes. it's brilliant you, you kind of have to take you know there's obviously great advantages to working in such a good place but you kind of have to jump at them then and say yeah would yeah. you mind doing that and you know it's great but no, every day they're on to me. I'm actually calling on the way home and I swear to God, if they don't have a red carpet rolled out, I'll be <laughs> odd with them. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, we will ring ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the way. Um, yeah, so they're, oh, they're just amazing. And my Leia friends, like I have a group of friends at home, that's fine, but yes. like, it's like I, I have a group of friends in work and I feel like I've known them my whole life. It's yeah. only been two years, but they're they're my best friends. Like genuinely, there. Um, one of the girls, Aoife, she like uh, we we just clicked. You know, from the yes. day we met, we've just clicked. They actually used to call. She's she has glasses as well, and they okay. were like mammy and daughter. And if we were ever anywhere, they'd be like, "Look at the mammy and daughter going out." But she, when I got diagnosed, and then when I I set up the Instagram page, it was probably her sending you the emails because she she was like, "I've messaged Conor McGregor." I have. I was like, "What are you messaging Conor McGregor for?" She messaged everyone to to no, follow me and to but share I my love, story. I love your stories. I think they're really honest. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a great believer in sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody we spoke about this earlier everybody has a story yep. whether it be a shit one or a good one mm-hmm. you know there's there's people deal with shit every day and um i know from sharing my own story it changed things for me and made me part of a real support system yeah. um so i think you're doing just an amazing job thank you no, you no really it is are. brilliant it's it's just kind of opened my eyes to realize that you don't need a close group of people to have support and 
I feel like I'm helping a little bit as well. And yeah, look, maybe are. not as much as, as, you know, other people, but like people messaging me saying, I've actually booked my smear test because I, I just got such fright. I've got a little girl at home as well. And, I, you know, I want to make sure that I'm okay for her. Or like I've had people, and now I'm obviously not medically trained, like I don't know, but I've had people being like, okay, I found a lump on my, on my breast. Like, what do I do? Or what did yours feel like? And I'm kind of going, look, hopefully it's nothing, but yeah. maybe just go to your doctor in the morning to get I'll it seen I'll ask to. Roisin in her uniform. Roisin will be there to see you at 2pm. Oh, so yeah. you're ready and prepared now. So fertility first. Fertility first. Um, and then treatment starts. Yeah, we weren't, it's it's so funny because when I was first diagnosed, we were like, no, just get on with the treatment. We don't want fertility. Um, you know, we have a child. We're happy. We're blessed that we have one child and it's fine. We don't want to delay treatment. I want to get better for her. For her. So when Seamus said to me, look, we have a little bit of time and I, I do think this is important. I'm only 24. Yes. And I just feel like, you know, in five years' time, I would have been like, I'd love a little sibling for Oshie. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yes, fostering and adoption, they're all options, but you just, I just wanted like a sibling for her and I just wanted somebody that she could grow up with as well and I, I didn't want her to be an only child and things like that. So we sat down and we spoke about it and I said, look, Barry, we have a little bit of time and I I do think that this is definitely something that we should look into if we can. Now, yes. if we couldn't, it wouldn't have been the end of the world because, yeah, we are very blessed to have one child, but... It was something that that was there for us and we were able to do it. So we just, we jumped and we grabbed it. And yeah, we're in the middle of that, waiting on the rotunda just to call to say, it's, it, you know what, I will be starting. It's just um, my bloods and stuff, they need to kind of come back to see what dosage of medication I okay, need. Yeah. So once they come back and they're saying, yeah, you need 225 mils, I'll, I'll start working away then and I'll, I'll do that. Um, yeah, and then... I'll speak to Seamus. We'll push back. I text him yesterday. I'd say he's just like every time my name comes up on his phone, he's like, will she ever leave me alone? <laughs> I don't think so, actually. Do you know, you're, you're such a delight to be around. You've got such a, a positive head screwed on these firm shoulders of yours. It's amazing. I wish I was that headstrong at 24. Yeah, like I wouldn't be only for I've gone no, through I've so seen. much. You've gone you know through I mean? so, so much in such a short so space much. of time. Yeah. But, but um I texted me as I said, look, because I'm supposed to start on the 19th. Yeah. I would have been in that week and I would have obviously been home the following Monday and Roisin is starting preschool on the Wednesday. She's starting on the 28th. And I texted me yesterday and I said, look, if it's delayed by a week, can we delay it by another week to the to the 2nd of September or following? Because I was like, I, I, I can't miss her first that. day. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, I'll check. <laughs> no, if he right. says to me, come in, we have to do it. Yes, I'll have to go. do it. We'll go. She's going to be in school for the next you know however many years Absolutely. so I'll get to bring her to school at some stage but um, I just wanted to be there for her first day and she'd love me to be there as well um, so the latest I'll be starting is the 2nd of September brilliant that's the latest well obviously there's thousands of people that wishing you so much um, positivity like I think that makes a massive difference and everybody's on your side absolutely um, obviously the podcast is called Be Bell um, and with everything that you've gone through what you know just a, a brief like what is being beautiful to you what what does it mean I suppose being confident and comfortable those would be the two words that I would kind of I think when you've gone through something like losing your hair for whatever reason it is, you lose all that confidence and you you get a I'm not pretty anymore and I'm not beautiful and look at me. Look at how I look and look at how all these other girls look. And I suppose then it's it's growing up and, and kind of finding your happiness and your happy place and what makes you feel beautiful. And Roisin playing doctors at me and yeah. her looking at me and, and I know that she just adores me. Yeah. It's 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 just what it's all about. It's unconditional. It is. It's, Bless it, her is heart. it is lovely. 
I'm going to get you to delve your hand into the pot Ooh. and take a question from one of your I'm predecessors. I'm nervous about this. I, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know what's in there. <laughs> okay. What is your music playlist at the moment? Oh, interesting. See, I told you it's random. <laughs> Very random. Um, Westlife? It's all. <laughs> I really now see. There's a discussion opener. I'm a take that girl. So oh, we're gonna we're gonna fall out. <laughs> okay, but I did say if they come to Cork, rumor has it I yes. will go. Okay, I will go. I'll hold you to that. I'll okay. drag you with me. No problem. Um, yeah, I've just I've been obsessed with Westlife my whole life. Like I actually Who's think. Who's your favourite? Shane. Mm. Like really love Nicky because he's just so pretty. He is. He's really like. Yeah. He's just. He's a dream. Shane, Mark, oh no, Keen. I I love them. I like them you all. Kind of love them all. I do. Yeah. yeah. I I'm a bit obsessed with all of them. Um. We we were at Westlife there in Crow Park. Yeah. Um. And I actually dragged Barry with me. He was allergic to it. He was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to be drinking pints, and I'm just not even going to be listening. And then I looked at him and he was like having the time and of his he life. Knows all the words. To all every the song. words. Every single word. <laughs> flying without wings. I'm sure he got a bit emotional. I was like, yeah, you hate them. Um, yeah. So yeah, Westlife. It's all his Westlife. Do you know what? I think people would, if they listened to my playlist on Spotify, they'd be like, she's she's like severely depressed or something because it's all like really, it's like love songs and slow music and Westlife. And, <laughs> but it's just, yeah. it's what, it, I, that, that's what you like. That's, that's what, what I love. Like. We'll do one more. Oh, really? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Best bit of advice you've ever received. Ooh. What's for you won't pass you. It's, true. it's literally, it's self-explanatory. It yeah. really is. And it's something that was said to me five years ago. And it's the first thing I always, if something bad happens, I'm going, right. If this is for me, it won't pass me. And it's something that I've, I've lived by for the last five years. And I'll continue to. Um, someone also said to me, this will be a distant memory soon. And that like five years ago, and I remember up until last year, I was like, yeah, they're right. It was a distant memory and this will be again. Do you know, yeah. I know it will be. So they would be my two little bits of advice for anybody else. Brilliant. Shannon, thank you so much. You're an absolute inspiration. I wish you all the best, babes, and I'll be following you. Thank you every very day. much. Thanks for having no me. Worries. Thanks, Emil.